My God, how are you? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Check, check, check. You already know it's your boy Zoe with Hunter Hill. You are now tuned in with Kenneth Goes Live. Let's get it. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah. Kenneth Goes Live. Kenneth Goes Live. Kenneth Goes Live, baby, baby. Kenneth Goes Live. Kenneth Goes Live. Kenneth goes live. Kenneth goes live. Cam Cooks, best food in town. No matter what town you in, yeah. Uh, rethink your caterers. Book with Cam Cooks. You get what I'm saying? You following? Am I communicating? Yeah. Cam Cooks, better than. Bring anybody to the roster. Anybody to the roster. One, two, three, four, five. Bring anybody. We ready for them, you know? <laughs> Let's get it. I'm good. I'm good, actually. I just uh, got home from... Well, I went to work and I got a margarita with one of my friends because she leaves for town soon, so I'm good. That's good. How was work? Easy. Not going to lie to you. Pretty easy. <laughs> In uh, uh, one of your texts, you like mentioned life has been crazy. Um, I thought to actually, like, I'm wondering what has life been like for you lately? Life for me lately? Yeah. Ooh. Like, recent, like, since my birthday, my birthday is January 1st. Since my birthday, life has been busy, but like, good. Like, like I've, I've, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't normally celebrate myself a lot which I, I've been trying to get out of because I need to do that more. Mm-hmm. But so this, this, this like birthday, I celebrated a lot. Actually, like I celebrated probably for the first like six or seven days of, of the, of the week. Uh, yeah. So like I celebrated a lot this year. Now that's it's been good because like, I've been like, it's put me in a better mood. Mm-hmm. So it's been good, but I also have still been busy with working other stuff, like stuff that I've been playing for the year. I lie, like my schedule is already crazy for this the rest of the month mm. going into the next month so like is there a reason why you haven't been well i guess for your birthdays you don't really celebrate it or celebrate yourself per se uh i know that my birthday is the only time i do celebrate myself but like okay but like for example like when i got like my job like my dream basically like my dream job i never really celebrated it i just mm. kind of <laughs> <laughs> like i never like, I didn't really celebrate graduating much besides, like, like every, like, all my other friends had grad parties who graduated at the time, and that's kind of how I celebrated my graduation I went to their grad parties. I didn't really celebrate, like, my graduation or anything. Like, and, like, it's been, like, crazy. Like, even, like my, like, my therapist has been telling me, like, you've done a lot. You've made, like, a lot of life-changing things happen this year, and for you to not celebrate them is kind of, like, you know, weird because someone my age would normally like you know really excited to celebrate that and i really haven't i don't know i don't necessarily know why i'm I'm just kind of a person like you know i'll i'll do something and i'll be like all right like now i gotta go do it again or like i gotta go do better than that Mm -hmm. type deal so so i guess now so now you're kind of so now you're kind of moving in a space to where you're living in the moment i would say and, um, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to live in the moment more and appreciate not the things that I do, but the opportunities I get, and just like because I mean, like you know, 
like you don't always win you don't always get these opportunities so mm-hmm. it's like when they do come you should celebrate them mm-hmm. and like i'm just understanding that because like you'll go through trials you go through like you go through down times and it's like you'll appreciate you'll appreciate the good times more if you actually celebrate them like or if you, even the small wins like you know just say if you reach a small goal say if you want to lose five pounds or something like that like yeah celebrating that is very important because you're you get used like the way the way even in, inherently like your mind reacts to you celebrating the good things keeps you like going through the bad things that makes sense mm. just being grateful throughout and knowing that those losses are also it's it may be a loss but it's a lesson so it's like being appreciative of all, all that the stuff the losses are like needed like they're yeah. very much needed, like, it sure. teaches you things you know life is a yeah. test so you're gonna pass some and you're gonna fail some and those same failures is gonna come back up again to teach you something too um yeah most definitely one thing that i've learned too with just navigating life and knowing between failures and wins is sometimes we get situations from god and it's like it comes yeah. again and it's to be the same situation and my friend let me know that like it's a test that God is throwing at you that you keep on failing. <laughs> it's on like the same issue over and over again. So reflect. I think reflection is very important. So I'm glad you're able to, you know, step into the new year with that new mindset and kind of reflect on what you've done in the past and knowing how to move forward to grow. That's that's dope. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been working on a lot. This, this. <laughs> Trying to get better. Yo, today we're highlighting Cameron Wilkerson. Yes, I just call him Cam though. <laughs> I've been knowing Cam a couple of years now through undergrad at University of Houston. Cam was always someone that I looked to highlight because of his talent with his business, Cam Cooks. He's a personal private chef. And, uh, yeah, this is the most introspective interview that I've had thus far to where it has now been pushed to my favorite interviews that I've recorded thus far. I just love to get a chance to not only highlight the person and their business, but just the person, the person. I think that's very important. We have the business and everything, but let's draw down the curtains and see who that person is. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to get that opportunity to do so, to, you know, hear Cam's story. And I'm glad that he had the courage to also tell his story. And uh, yeah, listen to this interview with a sound mind and yeah, book with Cam Cooks, you know? If y'all need a caterer, you know, counsel your other caterers. Book with Cam Cooks, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what we on today. Support, yeah. How is your mental health? My mental health right now, like right now, is really good. I can't lie. Okay. I'm not like, stop so being very transparent. I'm just, like, I recently got out, of, like, out of a deep depression. 
Um, how, yeah. how was that? I know that's not easy. Like, it's very... I've been depressed myself. I think last year I was depressed. Like, in the beginning of yeah. last year, it's a dark place. Very, very dark place. Like, like it was... And, like... Cause even like even my mother was aware was aware but she's like she also knows that I, i'm out of it now too like she mm-hmm. that's why she like she mentioned to me like maybe yesterday maybe yesterday and she was like she could just tell like i wasn't as like nice as i normal which i which is like i don't take myself as a nice person i take myself as like a respectable person mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not very like people think that i'm nice i'm not really not a super nice person like i try <laughs> to be nice like i over like i try to like I try to remind myself to be nice, but like naturally, if I'm not a nice person. I'm like a respectful person. Like mm. I don't know how to describe it, but and but being like a in like because I, I like I got diagnosed with depression and and like anxiety two years like two two and a half years ago now, mm-hmm. and so but I never like even then like I never like went into therapy like after after that like I just I just started therapy like over a little a little over a month ago. Mm. And that was that was like a game. Like that's what got me out of it. Really, was was me going to therapy. Like it was and it was random how it happened. Like I definitely needed a therapist. I definitely like was at a like all time low. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I can't remember what I was doing. I was like, I was trying to get my life together. I, I remember that's what I was trying to do. I was like trying to write shit down, get my life. Can I also can I cuss? Or yeah. I, like shot. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'll just label it as explicit. <laughs> You yeah, feel you got full around. I'll try to like monitor what I say still, but like I, I just need to know because I, I'll slip up and say something sometimes. Oh, you can say whatever you want. It's your podcast. This cam goes live until I give it a name. <laughs> <laughs> until I give it a name, this cam goes live, and even the name comes from you. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep it a buck. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I was trying to get my shit together, and randomly, like it's like it's probably like ten o'clock at night, and my 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 old baseball coach from my high school like calls me and was like are you doing okay and i was like you know what no like i'm not like i, I got a lot going on dog. that's an important question nowadays i was watching um a documentary um you know harry prince harry and megan pretty yeah. much and they was talking about well she was talking about the question that question are you okay no one really asked her that and <laughs> It was kind of an eye opener. She's surrounded by all these people, by all this royalty, cameras flashing in her face, years at a time, and she's going through all these things. And no one has asked her, "Are you okay?" That one person asked her, "Are you okay?" And she kind of just fell like, through. I'm not gonna lie, like people like ask me how I'm doing sometimes, but like I know they mean it. In- Rhetorically, mm-hmm. that was the first time in a long time where someone asked me how I was doing. He asked me how I was doing, and he was like, "Tell me the truth." Like, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know. I don't know like what he. I was. I was telling someone like I don't know what moved him to call me that night. Like, I thought like he knew something was wrong with me and called me, which was crazy because like I hadn't spoke to him like in like over a month. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what moved him or what what he saw or what he. I don't know something like what what moved him to call me. And for him to know, like, it seemed like the way he asked me how I was doing, it seemed like he already knew I was doing okay. And like, whenever he did though, because he had, he I, he had a he has a therapist too, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, and he was like, 
he was like, like, so like, what do you need? Like, when I told him I wasn't, he was like, what do you need? I said, like, I probably need a new therapist because, like, I had, like, there was a therapist I was, I had seen, like, a couple times, mm-hmm. but, like, he had gotten so booked that I, won't, I wasn't going to be able to see him. This was, this was, like, what, like, late, the last week of November, and he wasn't going to be able to see me until, like, the first week of January, mm-hmm. and he would have been, bro, I don't know if I would have made it all the way to that, like, without seeing someone. Yeah. Your therapist is in person or is virtual or he does both? Uh, she's virtual. She can do, she can do in person, but like the way my schedule is and what my life is, mm-hmm. it's just like where I need to be right now. Okay, bet. Yeah, cause like I yeah, cause I and like it was crazy because like I it's, it's crazy because like it's it's just weird how God works because there was no way that should have happened because. The lady, his therapist didn't have any, like, any, like, appointments open the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. He called it, like, a favor for me type type deal. And now, like, I have a day every week that she sees me in time that she blocks off for me every week. Mm, that's, well, I'm glad that you're able to, <laughs> to, I don't know, it's like a, a feeling of, like, just to have that person have that type of support system in your corner it doesn't even for the soul um just to get rescued out of that dark place <laughs> no it's, Man, it's crazy it's like at the time like the, what, what was going on with me like so like so last yeah let's week, unpack it too let's unpack that too while we're talking so about like last health. week she diagnosed so okay actually no i'm gonna start start from the beginning mm-hmm. around when, when I noticed that my mental health was like getting back, back. Cause I mean, I know I battle with it every day. Like I, for since I've got diagnosed with it, even before then, I, I've been battling with it. But like, you know, I have my you have your ups and your downs. Yeah. The way I knew I was going to go into a, like a big downturn, mm-hmm. it was maybe like the second second week of maybe October. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really doing good. Like at, in life, I'm doing good right now. Like I'm getting I'm featured like like a. And like some news article for for like my cooking, mm-hmm. you know, like updating that's going well. Like at the mm-hmm. time I was, and like my career, like everything is going well. I'm proud of you, but and like, it's only the top of the year. What the January twelfth? <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, but um, so yeah, at that at that time, I but that's that's around the time I started not being able to sleep. Mm-hmm. By that, I saw like that I wasn't, I couldn't fall asleep. I could not stay asleep for more than two or three hours at a time. Yikes! And like this went on for like three weeks to about a month. So what the what they like? Um, I guess what is it called? Insomnia or kinda? Cause like it's yeah, it's like a it's some type of insomnia. It's like not like regular insomnia. Mm-hmm. Cause I could fall. It's like I could go to sleep. I just couldn't stay asleep. Mm-hmm. Like I was take. I remember one when like. When I realized it was a real, real problem, I took like six things, six or seven things of melatonin. You only supposed to take two. I know, and it brought me back to I think you posted something on your story. Now it's like even hey, we're not taking those melatonin for fun. <laughs> we really got to sleep around here. Remember you posted nah, it on like, your story. Really, like, <laughs> like, it got so bad to like, cause you know I, I work out. I work out like five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. That's how like I keep my mind. So I keep my mind right. Mm-hmm. It got so bad that, like, my body stopped recovering from me working out. Like, I couldn't work out because my body just, like, wouldn't let me. Like, I would, 
Like, I would be having, like, my full schedule that I have now, but I'd be running off, like, two hours of sleep. Some days, like, some days it was so bad that I did not sleep at all. Mm. And so, like, I, and I was still, like, I didn't miss, like, I didn't miss a day at work. I didn't miss anything. Like, I, I still was, like, doing everything I needed to do, but I just was running off with no sleep. I remember I had got, like, a, a certain sickness that I can't speak about. Not because, like, I like I care about this, because it involves another person. So I had got another sickness. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, like, the medicine I had to take to get through the sickness, mm-hmm. it, uh, I couldn't keep food down for, like, mm-hmm. two weeks. So I lost, like, like eight pounds, too, during this time period. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping. Uh, me and one of my closest friends, like, it's all, like, five years old, we were, like, going at it. Like not going at it, but we're just not speaking. Like we, we, it was a big disagreement that we got into. Mm. We're good now, but like at the, that, that was really affecting me, like really a lot. Uh, and like I just like gotten out of like of a, a situation basically. Like I, I was like, like I was seeing, I was dating someone, and I wasn't no more. Mm. And so like I was very like isolated at that point, and all and all this was going on, and so. It was getting overwhelming because, like, I was still, like, doing my day-to-day. Like, I was still going to work, still, like, doing business, still, like, do, doing everything I needed to do, basically. And, yeah, it just got overwhelming to the point where I was, like, going and, like, like going insane. Because, like, you know, if you don't sleep, you go insane. Like, that's just part of, like, it, it messes, it directly messes up your mental. For sure. Like, yesterday, and I, I was yeah. even telling my friend, Kalechi, this, that... Um, yesterday I barely got enough sleep like the night prior so today is what Thursday so yesterday was Wednesday so I guess Tuesday night I didn't get enough sleep or I just couldn't sleep and the following day was just kind of like a drag to where I wanted to cancel I had another podcast recording and I wanted to cancel it because my energy was just so down and it actually affects many things I do I just was not in a good space. I didn't feel like talking. I was just in moody. So it's just like, uh, I see how sleep can affect me now. That's something I just learned about myself. Like, I've been days where I didn't sleep, and it's been days I just don't feel like talking and stuff like that. But I'm able to identify a few things. So you're definitely right about just sleeping for sure. Oh, like, I ain't gonna lie. It was, a, it was, I had myself, like, I said, if I can't get through the weekend and get sleep, mm-hmm. like, or sleep, I was gonna put myself like in like a mental hospital, like actually. Cause, like I was scared, like I, I was like scared, like I was gonna do something to myself or something like that, cause I couldn't sleep. Like I was actually like very, very like scared for life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check on you more. <laughs> I know we don't take I mean, it like, there. I, like, no, I'm, I promise you, I, I'm fine now. Cause like that's the thing. Like I address, I've been addressing the situation. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a person like when something crazy happens, I just like move through it i don't necessarily address the situation all the time and that's my that's my issue that's why i've been working on it like like okay so like fast forward that happens what what really changes things for me that me and my friend made up and i end up starting therapy okay those two things like change things for me i was able to like start back sleeping like and i found out that i was not sleeping because a mixture of me being worried and because i got diagnosed with ptsd like two weeks ago Mm. And those like the reasons why like I wasn't sleeping because I just had an insane like my body was like so like I person like I said I personally don't and I this how I used to think so I used to think that like death and certain traumatic events in my life didn't affect me mm. and like consciously in my consciousness they didn't affect me 
but unconsciously they were, and it was affecting my body and affecting my sleep. Mm. I just wasn't aware of it. Like it wasn't. I, I'm in my head. I'm thinking like, why am I not sleeping? Like, yeah, I got stuff going on, but like, I always have stuff going on. Like, I should still be able to sleep. Like, I wasn't like, I wasn't comprehending why why I couldn't sleep at night, and that and my therapist was telling me because like you, my therapist basically told me you have never truly grieved in your entire life. Do you think? Well, when you getting those diagnoses and when you getting, I guess, those answers to your questions to those and getting those solutions, did it give yeah. you a sense of, I guess, clarity and peace in a way during the process? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the reason why I probably can sleep so well at night. Like, I sleep, I, like, now if I don't get good sleep, it's because I went to sleep too late and I woke up too early. Okay. Dude, like, uh-huh. I, I haven't been getting sleep, not, I have been getting good sleep every night and the days I haven't is because of me, like, by choice. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I was, I was trying my hardest to sleep at night mm-hmm. and still couldn't sleep. Like, if I take six to seven melatonins at night, I should be able to sleep for at least eight hours and I will sleep and I will still get up at 3.30 in the morning and be wired and just be like, what, like, what, what, what the fuck, basically. It's like some gummies. You took some regular um, gummy bears, but now it's melatonin got medicine in it. And why are you still waking up at three? It's like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Shit. Okay. And then now, what's the timeline now? I mean, but so so at this point, like we were talking. So like, I think I saw started around like the first week of December, mm-hmm. and now like, um, I'm good. Like I'm good now because I celebrated myself. I've acknowledged the fact that I'm for me to get better. I'm going to have to go back, and each week in therapy, I have to unpack all this trauma that I've been through in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I felt like wasn't that big of a deal, but it, it obviously is. Putting that work and for it. Now, and so, yeah, I'm, it, I'm good now because I've acknowledged and I've accepted that. That's great. That's also yeah, like a... It's a lot. I'm, it's still a, a lot of work I have to do to be able to like, yeah, like to get to where I want to be, like mentally, my goal mentally, but like uh, it doesn't affect my work. I mean, even, even like the thing is, even at my lowest, it still never affected my work, but I feel like if I didn't, address it it was eventually going to and that's where that's where the problem was like i can't have this affect my work and affect what i do like cooking is what i do and i can't if i'm not putting you know putting up the numbers i need to put up on the plates every day then that's going to bother me even more like that's the one place where i know i, I have control and i can that's that's my you know it's my place it's your happy it's place yes that's the one place i can think and like Everything I have going on in like the rest of my life, none of that matters when I'm in the kitchen, basically. And I'm glad to hear this in terms of you've reached an awakening in a sense. You're now in an awakening of knowing what's been your traumas, what's been bothering you, and finding solutions towards those things. And then now you're kind of in a space of like, okay, you know what works for you. You know the direction that you're going. And you know if you don't follow the thing that you have set, how they're going to affect you. So it's good. Like the therapy. Yeah. It kind of been, I mean, I've been looking for a therapist myself. So, um. Definitely, definitely <laughs> get one. Oh, also, like, if you have medical insurance, the mm-hmm. easiest way to find a therapist is call your medical provider and they will tell you, and like ask for like a, a mile radius that you want to go in mm-hmm. and they will tell you like, 
who is provided under your health care. Okay, bet. And I've been thinking about doing that too, calling my insurance and seeing if therapy is offered. So yeah. um, I can worry about finances yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because therapy is very, very, very expensive, for sure. Okay. Could, I mean, even like with even with like the insurance, it's still expensive. That's what I'm saying. So like, okay. <laughs> at least at least at least still go through your insurance through first. Your provider to save that money for sure. Cause okay. I like, and this is oh, this is another thing. Like mm-hmm. the reason why I'm like talking, even talking about it, is because I've had like, like I've had two two friends call me within the last month, where they were like in suicidal stages, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I was talking about how God works. Like, I feel like what I'm going through is I was supposed to go through it, but it's to be able to help other people. Like, mm-hmm. like I like I should. To, I've literally like been telling everyone like, if you have gone through anything in your life and they was, you're not even sure if it was traumatic, and if or you feel like it still weighs on you today, go talk to someone about it for sure because it definitely does affect. Even if you don't think it's affecting you, it is affecting you in some kind of way. I would say that too. You know. One thing that I discovered last year, um, like the beginning of last year, um, I, it's like um, I, I became, I know the term for it now because my mentor told me it's called suicide idealization, um, idealate, idealate, whatever it's called. But it's pretty much how I, my understanding of it that, you know, I think about suicide a lot. Yeah. Um, and this has been happening for like since high school. I just always think about it. Um, I write about it. It's in my poetry. I think of different ways and how, what it'll be like if I'm not here. Um, and I've just let it brush off. I just always thought about it. But when I finally was able to find I, then I found out that, oh, it's actually a, it's a word for it. Because <laughs> I didn't know a word for it to save my life. I just knew that this was plaguing, plaguing me. Um, and it showed up in my writing. It showed up in my poetry. And uh, I think last year was a true testament in terms of, okay, well, I need help. (laughs) I need help. And I'm curious now to see how that shows up within my life without even me knowing. Because those things do show up. If it's not now, it's later. And sometimes you can't even pinpoint it. (laughs) Bro, because, like, my thing is, and trauma, and that's that's one reason why I really want to, like, get therapy. Because I didn't want any of my trauma to get passed out on my kids. Like, like I have I have PTSD, but my father has PTSD, and he has worse than I do. Because mm-hmm. he actually, like, saw a lot of combat. He actually, like, has seen a lot of death and more combat than I have. Mm-hmm. Like, so, it's, so it's, and, like, it's certain things, like, we, we, literally, like, my last session is how much of his stuff has been passed on to me, and I'm, like, not even, I just, I'm not even, I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like, how much stuff I have to, I, I endure in my life today because of stuff that he hasn't fixed yet in his life mm. and so that's why like another important thing is like it's not even just for me it's like for people i'm around people people like i said my children weren't even born yet and people i'm going to be around like why well, i need to like get myself together because like even my, if my mom is noticing that like i'm not in a bad mood and i'm not being as nice as i should be then that's a problem because you know what i'm saying like that's my mom so imagine like people i don't know you know, I love when other people can pinpoint when we're going crazy. Not even going crazy, but we're going through something. <laughs> That's dope. And I appreciate people like that so much. Because, like, you just helped me realize something. You know? Yeah. 
I am doing good. And even like the thing is, like now I do have help, and it's not like I, I have I don't have the world, mm-hmm. which that that is good. If I like one last thing on therapy, because I, I feel like there's a lot more stuff we should talk about in mm-hmm. this podcast. Go get it if if you have insurance. Go get it if you can afford it. Go go get it if you don't. It's a lot of free free and affordable options like group therapy and stuff like that. The local community centers, a lot of them offer that too. Go get that. And that's the call to action. And it's not, you know, just like I said, have a good support system. And people who are doing good, just be a good person to other people. Mm-hmm. That does go a long way. Because you'd be surprised how many people like on their last straw and you're being an asshole to them is not going to help. So. Man, two black brothers talking about therapy <laughs> after it's been talked bad upon and talked about oh i'm not crazy i'm not going to therapy but you know the thing about it is that we went through so much not even we've been through so much just our people just as a race we've been through so much you don't think that stuff is trickling down (laughs) you don't think none of that is trickled down somewhere and somehow and how we're raised and society standards and all that stuff it's trickled down some way and sometimes you don't even notice until it's too late you know you don't think slavery and those effects of slavery is not a still affecting us today? Not in terms of political and bills and all that stuff, but in terms of just interactions and how we interact in a community, um, act in the hood and, you know, making sure that we're cautious and stuff like that. It shows up. It oh, shows no, it's up. Big, like, literally big time, like. Like, literally, like, last thing, like, the last thing my therapist talked about in therapy was... Mm-hmm how bad did I react to being disrespected mm. and where it comes from. Like, I, I react to, like, that's what, I'm, that's what I meant more so when I meant that I'm not a nice person. I'm a nice person in general, like, but once I feel like I'm disrespected, I act like a complete different person. Like, All bets are off. <laughs> like, I have the worst, let's say, like, that's why also why I ask, like, I'm trying to, like, stop cussing more because I also have, like, a horrible mouth. <laughs> and that mixed with, like, me not reacting to get disrespected. Like that, that is part of the reason why, like, I'm also not on this ship right now is because of that. Because I don't react to getting disrespected well. Okay, Beth, and, so uh, to even help you out, too, it's going to be like a little activity. No cussing. <laughs> Since that's a goal I'm you're trying to help you, with I, yourself. Like, <laughs> like, I tried that. I've tried, like, oh, the little swear, the swear thing, and I paid money. Uh-huh. And I couldn't make it pass a day. I promise you, I couldn't. I'm going to so give you grace and I, compassion. I, what I do is I limit the amount of number of customers I have a day. Okay, bet. Okay, that's I good. Mm. Okay, bet. Yeah, and it can't be like hard because like I can't like excuse my French. I can't just say oh like motherfucker and like mm. all that. Like I can't say like hard shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but for this for this podcast, though, I'm breaking it very very horribly because yeah, <laughs> but it's because I'm also talking a lot. But okay, on like a day to day basis, like when I'm speaking to people, I like try not to use because also people feel like you're not articulate mm-hmm. if you cuss a lot and i'm just like bro i have two degrees so i, I definitely can <laughs> i have two uh, degrees let me show them to you right here <laughs> yeah. kenneth goes live if you made it this far i'm gonna give you a high five right now is a quick intermission where i ask my guests five questions in 30 seconds let's get it 30 seconds starts now what is your favorite song right now right now yeah tough question i'd have to either say feel the fire by metro boomer 
and uh, uh, who's on that song? ASAP Rocky and Takeoff, R.I.P. Takeoff, and uh, it's a song that's not out yet by Pierce Washington called Bills, Bills, Bills. Those are probably like, my two favorite songs right now. I can't, I can't tell you which one I like more, but those are my two favorite songs right now. Okay, bet. Well, the timer is finished. <laughs> It's 30 seconds oh my goodness yes so that just it just shows it's an activity it's like a trial and error for me because i'm seeing like what questions i should ask within a timely fashion and i know what questions require a long answer what questions require a short answer so for some reason always that first question <laughs> i mean it's also because like i listen to a lot of music so i have to really think about that that <laughs> yeah, i listen to a lot of music all the time what's your favorite meal my favorite meal like all time if i oh see like my, my client asked me this other day if i had like one last meal it would probably be a filet mignon with scallops and some type of green like probably like broccolini or like a good like lemon butter sauce on top mm. and the filet filet would have to be medium rare for sure mm -hmm. one key business value to have one key business value to have um work the room like if you're in a room full of people and you if you're if you're in a room with people and you know like a lot of them if you don't know like what a lot of them do work the room like always be pleasant to people that you don't know because you just never know what, what they have to offer what you can do for them as well my friend told me this advice a while back they said network horizontally and um vertically it speaks mm. to that in short, That's what it. you just said is with that, you know, work in the room and not just networking in this way, but work networking in different ways too. Not just what yeah. you see, but different ways. Favorite restaurant? That is tough. I eat a lot. I eat a lot. I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant. I'd say two, two most recent restaurants that I had really great food at was Ruth Chris and Hugo's. Hugo's is like a basic steakhouse. Mm. Amazing food. I bet. Zodiac sign. Oh, Capricorn, duh. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I forgot about y'all the other day. I just thought about it. I was like, um, it's always Aquarius that I think is first, but no, it's Capricorns. Because there's a Capricorn. lot of birthdays that came um, recently. <laughs> also, also don't, I don't really like put too much effort into Capricorn. Like, I, I don't think that much Capricorn signs like how most people do. Mm. Yeah, you know, I've been seeing that recently in terms of. I know there's two people that like really swear on astrology and there's some people that don't. Me, I don't really live by it, you know. I just ask the question for like shits and giggles. You know, if somebody may relate to you more, somebody may buy a play because you're a Capricorn. <laughs> you'd be surprised why certain people have bought plays for me. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Oh man, but that ends the little intermission there. Okay. When I, I find. Like <laughs> but I'm, I'm, very, I'm very long with it, but this <laughs> when I find out that people's birthdays fall on a holiday, um, it kind of fascinates me. Um, I just think it's quite interesting. And I also thought about, okay, your birthday is on New Year's. It's the first of the year. Um, I, I, I wonder if your mom ever explained your delivery or does she have any story that you recall? Uh, I was supposed to be born on Christmas. I was a week late. Hmm. Hmm. And one, also, one of me and my closest friends, like to this day, we were born on the same day. I'm like three hours older than him. Like our, our parents lived across the street, like in No Cliff. Mm -hmm. Our parents lived directly across the street from each other. Like I'm talking about, you walk out your house, walk across the street, that house right there, 
they lived like she lived with her with her father my mom lived with her mother at the time hi hi over there can i get some sugar <laughs> yeah basically like basically like, we, were, we were close like that like mm. yeah and so yeah it was it was it was weird because like i was i was late i think he was like i was like weekly i think he was like maybe like a day late and he was going like new year's eve mm-hmm. and, and so my mom my mom said she was just like dreading dreading it because she just waited for me to come out like she just wanted to be out she said she had like a horrible like not like a she had like a bad pregnancy like she got sick a lot <laughs> during mm-hmm. during by the time she was pregnant but i mean yeah like it was she just was like dang she just wished i was like maybe the first one because you know so it was too like you know they thought the world was going to end on January first two thousand like it that's like that's like I don't know if you know like they thought like the compu- all the computers are going to reset and shut down oh and man that <laughs> did obviously obviously didn't happen but yeah it was like a kind of crazy so like the government if you were the first person born in each in each hospital like that during that time period you get a check up until you were eighteen and I was the third person born so. My mom was like, dang, like, at least I should have been the first person born. Mm-hmm. What's one value you learned from your mom? One value? Sheesh, that's a lot. One, but one thing I do care, you do care me a lot is uh, not to let people just get me angry. Like, I can be upset. I can be, like, you know, I can feel my emotions, but not to let them get, them get me angry. Because when you get angry, people control you, which is very true. I use that to my advantage a lot. I can, I can get someone angry and control them very very easily if i need to i I now see now um and i was reading your bio and i noticed how you picked something up from i see now your mom's in terms of not letting people get out of your let not letting people push you out of your character um i see what your grandmother you got from her in terms of music and cooking is what you was influenced by and um, i'm your uncle with baseball i'm wondering now like the meaning each one of those individuals mean to you so what does your mom mean to you what does your grandmother mean to you and what does your uncle mean to you so my grandmother is is my favorite person to ever live on earth like Mm -hmm. i see that you said in your bio she's like your best friend yeah like i did everything with my with my grandmother I, i i wouldn't have anything i have today with my grandmother like you know, we I said we grew up in I grew up in South Club. I grew up in a house with my grandmother, my uncle, and my mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have like much at all, obviously. So it was more so like my look, the, my greatest memories when I was a little kid was the time I got to stay with my grandmother and well, all three of them. But like, like I, I when I first learned how to cook, I didn't necessarily care about cooking. Like I, I didn't like even 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 like when she died. Like when I was like cooking, like I didn't necessarily care for it like i just did it because she was doing it she wanted me she wanted me in there with her that's when we spent time together mm-hmm. basically uh, what was what was your grandmother's name her name was juanita juanita wicks rogers mm-hmm. rogers yeah um i just act that because it's nice to pin names on important individuals in our life you know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure um and my grandmother my grandmother's a widow she her her husband died like I never met my grandfather. Like I never met. He he died when my mother was like four. Oh. Yeah, he had like a, a massive heart attack in like his late thirties. Mm, so in fact, though, he he was good friends with Martin Luther King though. There's like 
somewhere there is a picture of Martin Luther King in the house that I grew up in. Mm. And he and he's also like there's also a picture and it was in a museum. I seen this picture where he spoke and my grandfather is like sitting like right behind him at uh it's it's, it's a church called Good Street in Dallas. Mm. And I actually went there for daycare and there's a picture of that somewhere too also. Mm. But um so yeah, she like I said, my grandmother influenced everything like I I first started cooking and I actually learned how to bake really before I learned how to cook, you know, because of her. Because she would like when it was holidays time, she would do like a lot of the cooking, and she would just have me do the baking and like make the drinks and stuff like that. That's kind of how I started. What was the first thing you remember baking? Oh, a uh, lemon pound cake for sure. That was the go-to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What were some and, cooking? Uh, what were some cookie tips you learned from your grandmother? So you say that would you still live by that till the day, try not to break it? Okay. Yeah, and that was one of the first things she's ever told me. I was probably, I, can't, I can't remember how old I was when she told me that. I was very young. Mm, that's great. Okay. And then, oh, what are you gonna say? Oh no, you're good. I was planning to continue on with the um, with your uncle and your mom's, what they mean so to you. My, my uncle. So I would say in in order, my first loves in life were music. Baseball, it was music then baseball, and it cooking very long after that. And so I, he taught my uncle taught me how to play baseball like when I was like six. He started like teaching me when I was six. Mm-hmm. And both these and like both times like my my grandmother teaching me how to like cook and my uncle teaching me how to play baseball and just keep me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like man, like I had a lot of a lot of other friends doing a lot of other things that got them into trouble. And I still, a lot of times I still be with them, but like I just. A lot of times when it was, I was just at the right times is when my my granny and my uncle would call me to go do these things, and that's why <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to this day. But yeah, so baseball was like how me and my uncle bonded and connected. Like I was a baseball fanatic, and like I was when I was really really young, I was really really good at baseball too. Like before a lot of injuries I had, mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff that I, I had going on. Actually, like, I almost went to, you know, like, Little League World Series. Hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I almost went to the Little League World Series. Like, we were trying. I made, I made a travel team to go to Puerto Rico. And what something happened. Like, but that was around the time my grandmother died. Hmm. Like, she got really sick and died. And so I, I quit. I got quit baseball for a year whenever that happened. Yeah, I was reading so, that. 
Huh? Yeah, I was reading that too. Yeah, like so I ended up not obviously ended up not going to the League World Series because of that. Mm-hmm. Like that was like that and, that and that's crazy how like nine or ten or like eleven some somewhere, somewhere around that around that area. That like the, that was like the prime of my career. Like that was the best besides probably my senior year of high school, the best I was at baseball in my life. And I mean I don't regret it because I kinda I feel like I needed to do that at the time. But but yeah. And so my uncle, my uncle, my uncle was like a he wasn't like he was like the like my first like real father figure in my life. Like I he was the male that I saw most of the time growing up. Because mm-hmm. uh, my mom and my father never married, and they were like by the time I was born they were already broken up. Mm-hmm. So that was like my father figure for real. But he was like a like a chain smoking alcoholic for real. Like that's this is what he. Mm-hmm. But when it came to like baseball and wisdom he had a lot of it for sure and so there's a lot of things i still take from him like he taught me how to fight too like mm-hmm. he taught me how to defend myself told me the importance of like you know standing in shape and all that other good stuff too that's dope and then the special lady uh, <laughs> your mom's <laughs> yes so both my both, both my grandmother and uncle have passed now so like for me mm-hmm. my, my mom is like my rock like that's who i that's who i have left for okay. like that's 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 what I got, and so even like after my uh, grandmother died, my mother was the one who continued to show me the importance of cooking and like, cause my mom always told me like you should never rely on a woman to like to make food for you and like basic survival things. Like she says, she thinks she sees cooking as a survival thing more so than like a gender thing like oh women should cook for the man da, 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 da. it's self-nourishment right. that's what my cousin taught me when I um, you know I'm Nigerian so in terms of like making stew and different type of dishes that's specific to our culture knowing how to make those you know if I'm making a big pot of stew that gets me through the week you know I have to know how to do those things because what if I don't have my grandmother here I don't have I'm going I'm going to eat Whataburger and Chick-fil-A and all that stuff every day <laughs> I can't I got to learn how to cook and nourish myself this is a survival instinct too yeah because I mean like I said you can't just rely on other people to do that I mean, yeah. you don't have to be like me you don't have to be like, like, you know, like top chef but, <laughs> chef but you should be able to like feed yourself for like a week or something happens you know what I'm saying for sure but so yeah she she taught me the importance of that you know she just picked up a lot of like I've seen my mom make numerous of sacrifices for me like mm-hmm. like numerous of sacrifices for me and so like that's really that's really why I'm so hard on myself like I'm extremely hard on myself like and that's the reason why like I I, I like see some of the, like the sacrifices she made like like I didn't like, me and my mom didn't really get super, super, super close up until after my grandmother died because, like, for the first part of my life, my grandmother raised me because my grandmother, my mom was working, like, two jobs. Mm. So I wouldn't see her that much. Like, I would see her, like, only, like, late at night or when she was dropping off to school in the morning. Yeah. And so, that's what I'm saying. Like, once she died and she stopped working two jobs, it, that that is that's when I, like, we got close. Like, you know, we had to spend time with each other because she lost her mom. And her brother and I, also my grandmother and my uncle. So it was kind of like we had each other. Mm. I relate with you a lot. Just listen to a few things, some things I can identify with. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> th- 
I know with um, your first exposure to music was essentially your grandmother's vinyl collection. I had to figure out how to say vinyl because that was like vin, vin, vin. I never, I don't use the word, <laughs> but I know what it is. Um, so I had to figure out how to say the word vinyl. <laughs> but I know your first exposure was your grandmother's vinyl collection. You said like 300 plus. Um, name some music that you kind of found within that collection. Otis Red and you, one of my first favorites. Teddy Pendergrass was one of my first favorites. Uh, like, like there was there was no rap music being played in the house. That's why, like, a lot of my favorites, a lot of my favorite songs have like soul, a lot of soul in them, mm-hmm. a lot of soul funk in them, mm-hmm. and, uh, because it's just not what I was like exposed like, to. Around. Like the first first rapper I liked, first two rappers I liked, and I didn't like them until like, I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And that's like my memories of like actual like a lot of rapping played around was like when I was seven or eight was like 50 Cent and Kanye Mm. yeah I I loved 50 Cent a lot and Kanye a lot when I was growing up when I was like say like when Graduation and like Curtis came out Mm. that was yeah I remember I vividly remember that time what um what was your first have you ever bought an album before oh yeah what was the first album collection I have a CD and minor collection Mm. So what was the first, I guess, whatever came first? What was the first vinyl or album you bought? Like the artist? Jeez, that's tough. I can't re- I'm trying to remember. Probably like it. That's, that's a loaded question. Hmm. Uh, my mom bought CDs a lot, too. She would buy them for me. Like, uh, I'm trying to remember. Jeez. Cause I, like, I, have so, like, I have so many, like, I guess I okay. So I'm I'm trying. It's because it's hard. I'm trying to think back to when I was young. The first, like when I was starting my actual collection, the first thing I bought. Ooh, I'm to, what was that? Was it a Kanye CD? Was it? I think I bought my beautiful dark twisted fantasy on vinyl. I think that was the first vinyl I bought. Mm-hmm. And the first CD I bought. Was, was it? It might have been Lauryn Hill's CD. Mm, the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Yeah, it might have been that. Oh, and then right after that, my mom bought me, like, for my birthday, mm-hmm. bought, which was crazy that I don't know how she found this. I I don't know how she found this. But she got, got me all of J. Cole's mixes. I mean, J. Cole, like, after, after, like, 50 Cent, after I went through my 50 Cent and uh, Kanye era, my next favorite rapper for a long, long time was J. Cole. And he's, he's still one of my favorite all time, for sure, was J. Cole. And yeah, beast. That's what my first concert was too with J. Cole's his last dollar in the dream tour was my first concert. Mm, okay. And so she gifted me all of his mixtapes. Ooh. That's on a, CD. That's a dope gift. Very dope gift. I think I was yeah, for my seventeenth birthday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> my um the first album that I bought was on iTunes. It was J um oh, oh. I thought you, okay, okay, okay. It was on okay. iTunes. <laughs> I thought you meant my first physical CD I bought. That's why, that's why I was thinking so hard about that. The oh, first, no, 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 no. Yeah, okay, the first one I bought, ooh, the first one I bought with my own money was definitely Born Center J. Cole, for ooh. sure. For ooh. sure. 20, 2013, that, and then Magna Call a Holy Grail right after that with Jay-Z was the two, the first two albums I bought with my own money when I was 13. And then the third one was fun. Uh Some Nights by Fun, that that pop group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're really good. I bought those are the first three I, I bought them like the same week. That's what I'm saying. I, I so I said it that way. 
But yeah, those are the first three I actually bought my own when I was like I was like thirteen. That's dope. The first album that I bought, it was on iTunes. I was gifted like, uh, you know, those iTunes gift cards that you get. The yeah. first album that I got was Jeezy, Seen It All. <laughs> oh, that was such a good, that's such a good album. <laughs> no, for real. My mom always listened to, you know, Jeezy and 50 Cent and Tupac. And she listened to oh. the Lauryn Hills and the Trina. She yeah, listened to a lot of stuff, you know, some yeah, of that yeah, stuff influenced me, you know, so. Betty. Now we're going to segue into Cam Cooks. I was going to say, we hadn't talked about no cooking, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Harley, no cooking this whole time. But, but, yeah, yeah, what you got for me? I you said your friend Alex was the reason you quit your job and took off with Cam Cooks. How did he influence yeah. you? Um, and can you unpack that conversation for me? Man, so I was... So I had like a full-time job. Like, this is... This is, this is like... Early, this is like going yeah, early 2021. Like it's, it's almost my two year anniversary of me starting my my cooking page. Mm-hmm. Like in a couple weeks or my like ten days actually ten days. Um, and so I had a full time job in marketing at the time, which was marketing was one of my degrees. Is which is in which is one of my degrees. I had one of my degrees in marketing, so I had a full time job, but like. I was like miserable because like of course I was working on two degrees, had a full time job, going home, cooking for myself most of the times. I, I I was sleeping probably like four hours a night probably. Mm-hmm. And like would have full like work I don't know, when I say full time job, but I'll be gone from like eight to like five or six every day. Mm-hmm. Working. And then have to go do like hours of homework right after that and then go cook and then try to go to sleep and then do it every day. Mm-hmm. Um Draining. And so, like, and like, obviously, my he could tell, like, that was weighing on me. Like, you know, I wasn't really happy with doing that. Like, I was doing, I was going to do, I was going to do what I had to do because you know, that's just that's just all I know. Um, but he was just like, bro, like, cause like, so go back in the summer of twenty twenty, uh, when I was at home and I was at home for the summer, and I would, I had a part time job, and outside my part time job, I would. He, he just started training, and so I would meal prep for his clients, him and his clients. Mm-hmm. But that's how he knew I could cook. Like, mm-hmm. that's how he knew that I could cook. And so he was just kind of like, bro, like, you can cook really well. You like to cook a lot. He's like, why don't you just, like, try to sell food and, or meal prep down there at UH? Because you know a lot of people at UH just do that and and do whatever else you gotta do to pay your rent and then just do that and just quit your job. Do have to, at least you say, at least just do it part-time and I do it like full-time. That way you won't be like miserable like and you can like focus more on school too. And I kid you not, like I did not return back to work. Like I was I was on lunch break when we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I did not go in. I did not go back in. I called my boss and I quit right there. <laughs> that yeah. awakening period. Now that's dope that he was able to like help you realize that. Oh, I'm sorry, what you about to say? No, I said it's great that he was able to help you realize that, like, knowing that, hey, you have a gift and um, seeing your current situation, like, huh? here's what you can do. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, yeah, he, he's for sure. Like, Alex is one of my friends who was, like, him and my friend Pierce, like, they, they tell me for sure how it is all times. Like, 
a lot of times I underestimate myself and they like try to get me out of that shit for sure. Like they, they tell me like how it is, like you, you can do this, just do it. Interestingly enough, I always see you talk about Pierce because you know, we follow each other on Twitter. So like I see you tweet, you know, and I know he's an artist, right? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, very good artist. <laughs> very good artist. But yeah, I always see you tweet about him and stuff like that. Or your interactions per se. Yeah. Yeah, I've known I've known Pierce for a very I've known Pierce out for a very long time. Since like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I had my friends look at the questions I'm asking you now just to get their opinion. And one of them was curious about where did your creativity draw from when developing your dishes? Man, I draw from a lot of places, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I can't even explain how I do certain stuff. Like, I, I was telling someone, like, I know that, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, like I'm doing what God wants me to do because it doesn't seem that hard to me. Like, I put in work, for sure. I do research. I look at cooking videos. I read. Like, I never, you know, I, I didn't go to culinary school. But, mm-hmm. like, I do the research. Like, I yeah. put time into learning the craft. I right? speak to other chefs, like... But my thing is like I draw creativity from like the good like the, I studied the grapes like I studied the Gordon Ramsay's the the Anthony Bourdain's mm-hmm. the Wolfgang Pucks like the and, and I've even people who like aren't on like the household levels that I know of like I study them too like I study I have a mentor like he also he's a he's a math chef too and like I say from him like, I get a lot of games from him like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be doing videos soon. Even like I have a homegirl who's same age as me. She went to culinary school. Like I get a lot of game from her. Mm-hmm. Like, I study. I just study from people. Like even people, even people who like I, I technically should be more advanced than or I am more advanced than. I get game from anybody. Like if you if you cook, if you have a unique way of doing something, I will ask you questions. I will like look how you make something. I'll, I'll grab creativity and inspiration from anything. Like. And that's a I'm good just, that's a good trait to have too because anybody listening to this right now that is perfecting their craft, growing with their crafts, or whatever the case may be, there's no ceiling on your growth. Take from everything. Be influ- don't be just closed off. Um, if you don't know how to do something, ask. <laughs> like, like what I do a lot, what mm-hmm. I do a lot is for inspiration. Mm-hmm. People on Instagram will post like food they got in a restaurant. I will swipe up and ask them what is that and where is it from. I'll look up on the menu mm-hmm. and I'll see what it is and I'll try to make it or try to make a, a version of it. And a quick intermission here, though. I see, I don't know if anybody has looked at your page or whoever will look at your page. Cam, K-A-M dot K-O-O-K-S. If you just look at the page, it's just a beauty of food. And you can tell that he puts, he ain't just put it together. It's done beautifully. If you look at it in a holistic way, it's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I got into a point where I wasn't post. That's also like I stopped posting when I was going through that that deep depression, mm-hmm. and so. But I'm trying to get back into posting. But I also want to do different stuff now. Like, like when I back before that happened, like my last actual food food post before I I started posting like my articles and stuff mm-hmm. was September 20th of last year. That was like my last like food food post, mm-hmm. and so it was more so I, I kind of want to do something different. Like I want to. So that's like I don't know if you see me post the other day where like what would I ask people like what do they want to see my page? I would, and I love social media and um, in terms of I know how to. <laughs> well, I love it, but in a sense of I know how to work it, you know. Yeah. So I'm very knowledgeable in that sense. 
So when it's time for like knowing ways to develop content, I'm very good in that area. And I just be given, you know, tier things and advice here and there. I would suggest one good thing would be to when you're cooking, do lives because it's a good way to foster the community and just foster your support system because people follow you. You have like what, 800 plus followers. So foster that connection whenever you're cooking, go live um, so people can see the process of what you're doing. Um that would be one thing. I did love how you had voiceovers at one point, different people um, do like give a review of your food, essentially. I love that. That's very unique. Um, it's it's outside of the, the, the TikTok voice. I actually hear a real voice with real commentary. And sometimes I love the banter as well. Uh, you know, I want to do one. How about you bring that back, and how about hey, I use my no, voice? <laughs> I literally, literally, that's what someone asked about that. I told I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring that back. But because the reason I stopped was because, like you gotta say, dealing with other people and their schedule is tough. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to get you think that like feeding people free food would be easy to do. It is not. But it is not. I mean, I feel like it would be now because of where I'm at in my career. Mm-hmm. It would be easier now, but it's also probably harder. But this time is harder for me mm-hmm. just because of where I'm at in my career. Like, I'm busier. And so I'm going to get it done. But, like, also, I, just, I don't know. I just want it to be beneficial for both sides. Like I want people to get something out of it. And I also want it to be, like, not a stress on me. And I feel like cause I also realize, like, if something's starting to stress me out and it's not making me many, I just get rid of it now. Like, this mm-hmm. kind of happens. How it has to be. Life is too short. <laughs> yeah, For like, sure. Yeah. But I definitely understand you on the scheduling side. Because, you know, even with the podcast, got to see people's free and seeing there, um, seeing where to record and then, you know, rescheduling and things like that. I just make sure that I have a cool head with it, too. But that will, yeah. those would be two um, good things. I mean, two highlights. I would say do Instagram lives to where just frequently, whenever you're cooking, maybe once a week, maybe once a day, or what, not even once, well, even maybe three times a week or maybe once a week. You can set the pace, but I would, inc- yeah. I would incorporate IG Live so people can see the process of things and you can really foster the community that you do have because people follow you for a reason. They love it. And um, you have a good array of food and it's just beautiful. Just I guess take a moment and look at your page. It's beautiful. So um, move forward with that. Um, also, one thing I would say too, um, a lot of people don't know how to cook. So I would say it can be simple things that you try to do to, um, you know, maybe it's maybe cooking some rice or maybe cooking some pasta, um, anything of the sort, you know, how to cook rice or just, you can have a little series for people that don't really cook like that, that need something quick and easy to do to get them through the week, you know, to give, you can be, you can have it in an educational sense of. You know, how to make them, I mean, because I know you mentioned, you know, it's great for a person to at least know how to cook something that's going to last them through the week. So if you have, you can do an educational piece to where you're educating, where you're teaching them how to cook a meal, some type of meal prep. You kind of walk them through it, how to cook rice or how to make some pasta, you know, those simple dishes um, that really last long, you know? I like that. I like that idea. Because people always ask me about, like, doing recipes or a recipe book or, like, doing, like, classes. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, because I don't know if, you like, I don't really, like, read recipes when I cook or, like, I don't, I just kind of, like, I learn from watching, especially when cooking, I learn from watching this. So, like, I can watch someone make something once and I'll, I'll know how to make it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how. And I guess you can do, you can transfer on the energy, you know. 
they can watch you know how to make it and then boom and that's why I like that idea because it's like I can have people watch me. I don't have to like sit there and write down oh, two tablespoons of this because a lot of times I can I can eyeball like two tablespoons mm-hmm. and not can do that. So it's like it's hard to it's hard to me to teach someone to do how I do stuff because I don't do it in the in the, in the way that they would teach you like in culinary school like oh do this like this like this like this. Mm-hmm. I kind of like I'll do it in the right way, but I'll skip steps or I'll I'll like not do it in like the technical way. Okay. And it'll, I'll get the same result, and that's why I'm okay with that. But like teaching someone else who, who like this isn't like their gift. This isn't what they do every single day. It will be difficult. So I'll say do it in your own fashion, and making sure that when you do record what you're making, um, those easy meals for people that probably want to know how to cook something to get through the week, um, make sure they at least see like I guess the portion that you're putting in. You know. Okay. You think that'd be that good? Okay, bet. Um. And, you know, this is like, you know, we're going to do a part two of Kenan Goes Live. You know, Cam cooks and Kenan Goes Live together, where it's going to be in the kitchen while you cook oh, yeah. your meals and you're going to have a real visual interview. So I, I might be in Houston soon, too, because I, I have to shout out to Mo. Mm-hmm. I have a, a schedule of photo shoot mm-hmm. with that guy. Um, Betty, I can't wait to see that, though. But, no, this is like whenever I go visual, I'm going to bring you back on and... um you know, we we gonna have a little place and place it up. Be in the kitchen. That'll be the setting in the environment, and you cooking. We talking. You know, just like how we are now. <laughs> but, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. That'd be cool. Cause uh, I like I like. That's why I also I like now since I got out of the headspace where I was scared to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I like seeing people. I like having people see me cook like from scratch. Like I guess I think that's really cool. For people, someone to sit in front of me and watch me start from nothing to make a whole dish. Mm -hmm. I used to be terrified to do that. Like, I used to be very anxious to do that. That's why, you know, that that, the series where you're talking about the voiceovers? Mm -hmm. That's why I did that. I I did that to force myself to, like, get out of that. That was the reason why I started that, actually. Mm -hmm. So I could could force myself to, like, not be scared to cook in front of people. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in doing like an IG live with me to where I guess before we do our visual video, like maybe in the future, like doing an IG live with me and like as you're cooking and we're just talking about what people can expect from this episode and, um, you know, just the process of everything. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, whatever. whatever okay, bet, bet, bet. All right. Yeah. So now I wanted to know what's the vision of Cam Cooks? Where do you where do you want to take it? Because I see that as a hobby that was turned into a passion then now it's turned into its own entity so like I ain't gonna lie my goal my goal for Cam Cooks is crazy because I wanna do everything even outside cooking I just wanna do everything I wanna do a lot Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna do a lot that's why that's why like me and my friend Alex are very close because we are very similar like he does a lot but he wants to do a lot more and I'm the same same way like I see cooking as what I do in my gift, what I love to do, but I feel like I see it as as the um, as the thing that gives me leverage to do other things that I'm supposed to do. Mm. Like, like I know that God put me on this earth to also help give back to His children. That's mm. why I started. Everybody eats. That's mm. why I said cooking is just going to be the tool I use to be able to do other things, and giving back is one of them. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna do everybody eats again. I'm gonna do it at a different level. I just it's it's a lot of moving parts with what I'm trying to do, mm. 
And, and for people that don't under, know what Everybody Eats is, um, it's, it was an initiative that Cam created to where he created plates. And, um, you know, a group of us that was in the same organization came together and passed out food to the homeless. And I still credit the event. Well, in a sense, I still reference that event to other people in terms of just community work. It's very creative. I've never really seen anything like that. And I love the door-to-door type of interaction um, and just interacting with the community. Like, literally, you, you had the help cooking. We met up one day. And we went out in the community and passed out these plates. I still cre- I still reference the event, still credit it, because it's very next level. So I can't wait to see it again. Let me know how I can be involved, um, with, you know, whether it's in Dallas or Houston, if I got to shed a fly or whatever. <laughs> you know, just let me know. I mean, if all goes right, I want to do one in Dallas and still another one in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one I did was in Houston, so I definitely still want to, you know, do that. But mm-hmm. I haven't done one like in my city, like you know, so I'm from I'm from born and raised in Dallas, so do it. I feel like it's I for got sure. to, you know, it, for sure. It's not me, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's the I mean, but to answer your question, like of what I see Cam Cooks is, a lot of people ask me if I want to like start like a, a food truck or a restaurant, and not right now, really, because I don't really want to be. I don't want to be tied down to one thing when it comes to cooking. Like, I love the private stuff because I can do so many things. Like, mm-hmm. I can go do a, a joint venture partnership. Or I can go be a partnership for someone. I can go do catering. I can go do anything I want to because I'm not tied down to just this restaurant to where I Because I don't think people would understand how much work goes into a restaurant or a food truck. Like, that's, that's, that's your life. Like, if you do that, I don't have a kid. Like, that's, that is your priority. <laughs> that, that is what you do. Like, there's no going out to clubs on weekends. Like, that is, that is what you do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still young. Like, I don't say I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I do. I definitely want to have, like, like at some point, like, I, I want to be known as one of the greats. Like, I want to go, I want to be in the same breath as, as the Anthony Bourdain's and the and the Gordon Ramsay's and the Wolf game. But, like, when, like when, I want to be in that. I want to have the, obviously, you, to do that, you need a Michelin star. To have that, you need to have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, yeah, I do want to do that. But right now, there's so many other goals I want to focus on. Like, I mean, like, like last, like, late 2021, like, I wrote now that I want to be a, a private chef for someone, uh, a pro athlete or entertainer. And I'm doing that right now. But, like, I want to do, I want to be, like, Lucas' private chef. I want to be, like, LeBron's private chef. I want to do stuff like that. Like, I want to. See how far I can take it before I do like, oh, let's go do a restaurant. I want to see how far I can take this. Basically. Okay. So, what are like some? I guess, I guess the um, what is it? The short term goals? I guess of now. Short term goals. Yeah. I mean, build up more publicity in my city. Like, I'm finally and I'm finally getting the respect like from other big time chefs, like okay. other big time chefs, like in my arena. Like, okay, that's good. Like, like that's and that's and that's because it's it's been like even when I got my like my clients that I have now. It was a big ordeal. Like there's another big time shelf trying to get him, mm-hmm. and when I got him, it was a it was a situation. And so, just trying to get that respect because it's like I am the, like for what I do. Like I, I out of everybody else, I know who does what I do. I am the youngest. Like, and the guy who wanted wanted him he, at the time, he was the youngest. But now I'm younger than him, so I could I can understand where the class was coming in at. Like like I was 22 when I got my job, 23 now, but I was 22. And so, and my mentor, who does what I does, he's 30. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just like being able to be in the same arena as them guys and be respected. Like they 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 respect what I do. Like literally, like my my mentor, he called me the other day. He was like, "Yeah, I want to do a content video with me with you. Like, like I want you to like lead the way, like concept wise, and we do that. And it's like crazy. Like you know, he's like he's been like he's well respected. Like he does like him cook for Mavericks players like the least the least thing like the slight thing he does like he cooks for like Rock Nation events and like oh. Universal events like he gets flown out he gets flown out every week literally like, every other week to go cook for some someone crazy that I can't even I can't say because the NDAs okay. basically you know what I'm saying like that's why I wanted to ask you too and I guess there's a reason why I haven't seen you can't mention who you cook for right I can't I can't mention how much I get paid and, okay like, so who is this who is this person that you cook for Oh, his name is his name is Theo Pinson. He plays for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, okay. I mean, I can't. I haven't signed it. I haven't like my NDA does not say that. I can't mention. Who okay, his name okay. Is. okay. I can say that. But I always wanted to ask you because I did see. I think you had tweeted it, and I was so proud of you for getting the opportunity. And then now, yeah. um, to ask the reason you. why when I tweeted is because I hadn't signed the NDA yet, so I didn't know what I was going to say. Oh, so okay, okay. Wanna, you didn't want to mess up anything. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I already said. It, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, but now I understand. Yeah. some cooks got to be in the kitchen by themselves and you know some cooks got to have the jams going while they're cooking what is your process before you cook or like what are your needs before you cook what does that look oh, like I, for you i need some music playing for sure like <laughs> okay i i have my like even like cause like me and me and theo are very close like we talk a lot while i'm cooking like while i'm at his house like, we're very very close now mm-hmm. i mean i i'm I, outside of his 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 fiance or yeah his fiance and his kid mm. I spend the most time with them outside of hey and obviously his teammates too mm. but even then like I spend the most time with them. I cook like almost every day for this man mm. so we talk a lot but like I still gotta have my tunes in like I still gotta have something going cause like I don't know it seems like I not even like cook to a rhythm but it's like it keeps me like on point like I don't know it's like kids you in a vibe you know you, you now you can yeah. cook with love you listen to something you like yeah for sure like it keeps me locked in like that's why that's how i drown out the thoughts of like everything that's going on in my life like i have music going on i focus on this plate in front of me mm. i'm trying to put the best thing i can possibly put on this plate at all times like okay. at all times do you wash your chicken huh <laughs> do you wash your chicken <laughs> for sure i not even wash it you have to let it soak in like vinegar and like lemon juice do i hear that people water. you gotta let it soak in vinegar and lemon if you if you can if you have the time <laughs> let it sit in there for 30 minutes if you don't you know still like use your hands and, and rinse it around mm-hmm. annually and then rinse it continuously rinse it and water continuously rinse it around like at least at least three to five times okay make sure your chicken is clean for sure yeah for sure it's a, <laughs> Also, also being being like the, with my partnership in a restaurant, you see a lot of things. <laughs> clean. Now, I'm not saying that they're not clean; they're very clean. But I'm saying because they clean stuff thoroughly, mm-hmm. you see, like why still like a lot of restaurants don't clean their stuff thoroughly like them. That's what I'm saying. Like I saw, I like why I have my partnership at because they're very clean. I'm very clean, so we don't clash on that at all. As a chef, do you keep a balance of elements with the quality of the food and the presentation or service? Like, how important is that to you? If it is. They're both very important. Like they're both, like like I said, if you're trying to like the level I'm trying to be at and the level and like the arena I'm in, mm-hmm. they're both very important. They both can kill you. Like yeah, the because like for a long time my food has always been really good, but like, my presentation was always lacking. So I had to I had to study like presentation. Like I studied 
how food is presented. Like, mm-hmm. and I see that. Like, yeah, like, and and shout out, shout out, uh, shout out, Lyra Geeks. Mm-hmm. She used to get on me about that a lot. Like, <laughs> sure. she, she was the first person to be on my page, and I remember that was one thing. Like, I remember that. She was like, "You get your presentation right, you're gonna be at a different level." And I did, and it sent me to a different level for sure. Do you would you say it's like a balance now with the quality and the presentation? Ours like oh, yeah. okay, because I mean, quality got quality got to be first. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, first if, and foremost. Want to downtake the quality? For sure, the quality got to be first. But mm-hmm. if you want to be one of the greats, you got to find a way to have both. Like yeah, I always say one thing. I always and this is that's the only thing. I, something I say to myself. Not even just in cooking, but just in life. When I'm like, feel like I have to give up, or like, even I'm in the gym, I can't do the last rep. Mm. The great ones always find a way. Like, like Kobe Bryant will always find a way to keep going. Like LeBron James will find a way to keep going. Gordon Ramsay will find a way to make sure that this squid looks right on this plate, but it still it needs has all the flavors that it's supposed to have. So if you want to be considered in the same breath as those people, you have to find a way. I took myself all the time. You just have to find a way. Mm. And what did that look like for you in terms of balancing those elements with quality and then also the presentation? I mean, creativity. Creativity, like, I mean, like, even, like, if you see what I posted on my, on my have you seen what I posted today? Uh, I don't think so. So I made, I made octopus today. Octopus? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. And so octopus looks disgusting. Like, <laughs> let me see real quick. Disgusting. I'm about to go look. Huh? I'm about to go look and see. It, it, it takes a lot of work for it to not look disgusting because it's an octopus. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it has tentacles and little pudgy stuff. Oh. So you have to be creative. Like, and oh. how you. And, and, like, and mind you, octopus doesn't necessarily hold flavor well, too. There's a lot of stuff you have to do that makes sure it holds the flavor. Like, yes, octopus like, braised and spice rum with pan seared yeah. salmon, baby potatoes, Brussels sprouts, baby portobello mushrooms all glazed, and a spicy ginger sauce. Come on, let's go. <laughs> no, that's your content, though. Make that into content. So what you do is you grab this picture of this octopus, and then you do the trend. Come on, you. I want to see a video like that. You got to hey, own hey, in hey, on hey. that. I already look. I have that. I okay, bet. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that I haven't done it yet. I haven't launched. Like I'm going to do this. Like, okay, bet. You I, just you I just lining it up. Okay. Everything. Okay, bet, bet, bet. But bet. on my day to day, I still show what I do on my day to day because people care about that. Okay, bet, 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 bet. Like, like, if people like, and I remember one time, like, I was I was going through something. I was like down on social media, mm-hmm. and someone literally called me. And was like, hey, bro, like. <laughs> Why aren't you posting? I was like, "What do you mean?" Like, I, I just I got like going on. I was like, "Bro, like, someone called me and said I look forward to what you post your food. Like, when you post your food every day, I look forward to that. Like, mm. don't stop doing that. Or like, he was like, at least or at least send it to me. And so like every day, like I, I think about that all the time because it's like, dang, like I told you, I don't really like social media, but I I tell them so I have to be on it. Like for what I do, I need to be on it because people look for what I, I have like. Which to me yeah. is how I got my job. If I if it was social media, I would have my job right now. Exactly. So it's it's like I I kind of like need to get out of that thinking and just like go like I need to post mm-hmm. post what I'm for like I'm cooking something I need to post it. Exactly, and I kind of so, feel the same way too. It's like I, you know, some days I just don't want to. I'm just not a I'm not an all in the camera type in your face type of thing. Um, but I know how to use social media in a way, you know, when it's time for the podcast, I know how to do it. You know, I'm not, I just use it to my advantage in a way. So, 
in what area do you think the food scene should improve? Whether that be in Dallas or Houston or anywhere else you've had food or are familiar with their food scenes? The actual food and, and menu concepts. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you know, there's a restaurant opening up every week in Houston. And like the food, be, it be, or let's say this, let's say this. <laughs> They try to be creative, too creative in a way that like it takes away from the actual food. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't even know how to describe what I'm saying. Or it was a post example. that was made. It was a reels, and the person was like, um, "But what are you offering other than the green grass background and, and something yeah. else?" Everything's supposed to be like a brunch vibe, mimosas, half of like the reason why. Ruth Chris and Carbones and all this. The reason why they are able to charge the price they charge because they will not only give you the green background and all that shit too, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, what they put on the plate is better than what you can get. Yep. Ninety eight percent of the places, and that is that is why they can charge you eighty dollars an ounce for a steak. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like we, if we, if there's so many there's so many talented chefs and so many talented ideas they have but it's gotten too like watered down because you're trying to make any, everything in the content and so and the aesthetic like 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 super factory, no listen to this real quick i found it i found the video real quick let me listen to it uh-huh. hold on let me turn it up they talking about atlanta hold on hold on for a cocktail in a plastic cup Hold on, let me go to it. Why? I want black restaurants in Atlanta to do better. Why am I paying $16 for a cocktail in a plastic cup? (laughs) Why am I paying $30 for shrimp and grits and I'm eating with plasticware out of a packet that has salt and pepper in it? Why are there no cloth napkins? Why have none of the servers been trained? Why don't y'all have a service manager? Why can I not call and ask questions to a knowledgeable human being? And you want to go and support, even if everywhere serves lamb chops and and shrimp and grits and everywhere serves uh, wings with a special lemon pepper rub or sauce, fine. (laughs) I like to eat all that shit. But the experience is so bad. And I'm not saying that I don't have bad experiences at non-black establishments, but it is endemic here in Atlanta that we're supposed to come to these black spaces and just get whatever the fuck we can get because y'all got a grass wall and a DJ. Y'all kiss my ass. (laughs) No, facts. Literally, like, and I'm just like, bro, like, and and they'll do that and have a great, they can be great, and I'll ask for a filet mignon. Mm Mm-hmm medium rare and they get that shit to me either rare or well done and I'll be upset and that's what, that's what I'm saying like like you can't skip out on that and think that oh the aesthetic will save you like to some people it might if you don't care about food but like to me like when, like the more I cook the more critical I am on food because I know how things are supposed to be yeah. I don't always I don't always have things critical as like oh like how I would make it but like it should be it's still a certain level that like if you call yourself a chef it should be that way that's just how it is because i hold myself to that standard mm-hmm. that's so, a great i value. mean like like sugar factory like i say is one of the worst examples like they have a great aesthetic great great background 
it's some of the worst food I have ever put in my mouth. <laughs> Literally, like, 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 like the concept and the concept, the menu and the concept is so stupid. It's very, yeah, like, like, like I get what they were going for. It's just not executed well at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what does a chef cook for himself? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You specifically, what do you cook for yourself? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So since I've been working a lot more, mm. my, I don't cook for myself as much as I used to. I just cook for myself still every day. Okay. I cook for myself. I try to carve out at least twice where I cook out dinner, like dinner for myself. Okay. And I don't eat breakfast much. I don't eat really bre- like I. I have breakfast. Like I have breakfast. I don't get breakfast, but like I have a protein bar. Mm. One to two protein bars, depending on like how hungry I am. A a thirty to forty gram protein grams of protein and a protein shake, mm. and I have a banana, and then that's my breakfast. Okay. Because I'm normally gonna work out right after that, and then get lunch right after I work out. Okay. And what does your lunch lo- usually look like? I'll probably go grab kava, chipotle, something like that. Mm. Or if I have some leftovers, I'll go get that and then eat that, go run whatever errands, whatever business I have to take care of, and then go to work and then come back home and then eat dinner. Either I will cook something or I'll just pick something up. Depending on, it just depends on how tired I am or how busy I am, basically. But like like I said, this week, this week I've been doing a good job of making sure I cook for myself. I cook three times a week for myself, which is really good. So that's the, but. What I what what I normally cook for myself is normally seafood based things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was pescatarian for a while. Like when I when I first got my client, I had him on a pescatarian diet because like the math nutritionist he called me. Uh, shout out, what's his? I think his name Chris Chris Ashford. Shout out to him. He um he called me and was like, "Yeah, Theo, we want him to lose like seven eight pounds." Mm-hmm. So like, if you have any ideas for a good diet, I was telling him, like, "Yeah, like I used to be pescatarian." And I was in like some of the best shape and had some of the best energy. So he just was like, you can up his protein, put him on a pescatarian diet and have him lose like one or two pounds a week over, you know, at least have him lose eight pounds for season start. You good. And he did exactly that. Like the diet worked exactly how it was supposed to. He did what he's supposed to. And yeah, so now he can eat a lot more leniently because he can, all he has to do is just maintain weight, which is a lot easier than trying to lose eight pounds. So, but yeah, so a lot will go back to the original question. So a lot of what I cook for myself is pescatarian because I like the lean protein. I can do, I'm on my feet a lot. I'm moving around a lot. So I need to be active. Mm-hmm. The lean helps me with that. Um, but I'm not on a diet, but I just, I just monitor what I eat. Like I know if I eat too much beef, I'm like, all right, I ate enough beef for the week. Or if I eat too much or anything, I just, like, all right, that's enough. Like just being cognizant because you do you need to eat just about everything besides pork you don't need to eat pork pork is not good for you in any sense of the way you hear that people no pork <laughs> yeah this is not this is not good. like nothing about pork is actually like beneficial to you in any sense really. i just seen a tweet about oxtails and something about stomach lining and i don't know if you've seen that tweet i have not i still i mean i still is similar to beef like ox is similar to beef and so, that, like, there are, like, there are good things about bread meat, but there are also a lot of not good things about red meat. It's like I said, that's why moderation is important, because oxtails, I don't think oxtails, like, are bad. But out of moderation, they are, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 
anything anything that's not in moderation is bad for you. Even like salmon, like no matter how or salad. If you eat too much salad, it can be unhealthy for you. Hmm. This moderation is the key. True. Hmm. Well, we had a nice talk. I do love this yeah. conversation because it was so transparent. Um, even though it was on the phone, I this is like I would say it was one of my favorite interviews. So I, that. I just love the transparency and just the not holding back and just 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 a candid conversation. It's everything that I enjoy. I love it. Um, I want to give big props to you and what you're doing. Um, you've always been on my list, and I'm glad that it finally came to the point that I was able to actually have that conversation and give you your flowers and just kind of ho- pretty much highlight what you do. So even before you got signed to the private chef, <laughs> I know that you had that talent, and uh, I couldn't wait to you know, have this conversation with you. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. With Cam Cooks, you're going to reach different different heights, different lengths. You're going to reach different places. I manifested for you. Um, the content is going to grow. <laughs> and we for sure going to, you know, talk more for sure offline. And uh, Also, I want to say one more thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, cause I, did, I did another podcast for, like, one of my friends. But, like, that, that's, I don't have no clue that's coming out because they have some personal things going on. Mm. with their life which is so shout out to them shout out to crash crash uh crash podcast mm. they're, they're good people great content as well but i appreciate this one too because i was i'm in a much different space now mentally than i was when i did that podcast mm. and so it'll be interesting to see like the difference of how this one is received compared to that one whenever that whenever that does come out betty well there it is and you know the famous question? Who do you want to see next on Kenneth Goes Live? Who do I want to see next? Ooh, yeah. That's a that's a loaded question because there's a lot of people. You know who I really want to see on here? Who? If he, I want if I want if you if he do it like if you really like talk if you really talk like transparent how I want him to. <laughs> but I want to I want to see Kale not 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 obviously not that clutchy but like King Kale like. Mm. It's his birthday today. Shout out shout out to bro. I spoke to yeah, I spoke to him not that long ago. Okay, bet. Hmm. I want to see him on there because he got a lot of he got a lot of game, man. Hmm. Dude, dude, same age as me, doing is fucking damn near a millionaire. <laughs> he got a lot of game. Well. Um, interesting how that conversation would go. I've only met him like maybe once or twice. Um, Betty, okay. Be good, be good people for sure. Good people to know. And how how, how can people support you and um, see what you're doing? Uh, like I said, like you said earlier, follow me, uh, Cam. K A M dot K O O K S Cooks Cam Cooks on Instagram. You can also follow my personal two one four dot Cam K A M on Instagram as well, or my Twitter Cam, which is the same thing as my uh, Cam Cooks same thing. Uh, just hey, if you have a private dinner, meal preps, catering, anything like that, I'm your guy. That's support me. If you're a praying person, pray for me, of course. That is always great, greatly appreciated. So, yeah, that's how they can support me. Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, I would I say I appreciate you giving me the platform to talk. Like I said, I, I, I like to be an advocate for certain things. I feel like I definitely was an advocate for mental health today, which mm-hmm. was good because I like – 
like I said, I've, 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 there are a lot of people around me who feel like they can't talk about that stuff, and I always try to tell them, like, you can just, if it's just you got to call me or text me, and I can't even answer, just text my phone, I'll see you when I see it. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be asking for that, so I'm glad you gave me the platform to be able to tell, like, not only my cooking story, but just, like, my real-life story, because it can, and I know some people going through a lot of stuff, I just want them to be able to know, like, it's not as scary as you think to talk about in real life, so, yeah. And it's, you know, it's not just always flowers and ro- roses and honey, you know, and no. perfume. It's the real stuff going on. When you got, you got a lot of real shit going on, you appreciate the flowers and stuff when they do come. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, but Cam. Yeah. I appreciate you. I'm going to check with you more often. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, that's a wrap. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah. yeah. Kenneth goes live. Kenneth goes live. Kenneth goes live, baby. Kenneth goes live. 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 Kenneth goes live.